0: Hello, welcome back to episode 4, season 5 of the IMG Advisor podcast. Oh. I'm, uh, I'm here, Tom Calver that is, with my, my good friend Ryan Halliday. Your trusted steed. My trusted <laughs> steed, my, my sidekick. I don't think that's very fair, I think I'm probably the sidekick, but I get to do the intro on this episode, so oh, that's what I'm going to say. Very kind of you Tom. You're very welcome. So
1: tell me Tom, what's today all about?
0: Well we had an email come in between the last episode and this one saying that we forgot to talk about cat care. Uh, after the childcare care episodes. Um So we've had an internal debate about whether or not we should talk about NHS pay scales and finances um, and bandings and PAs or if we should talk about cats.
1: I know what I would prefer. Uh,
0: yeah, uh, and unfortunately you're not getting your way because uh, we've decided we should go ahead and talk about the NHS Oh pay. no, that's
1: what I meant. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah, that's one of my favourite, favourite topics. I, I assumed NH- that you'd want to talk about cats. No, less said about cats the better. My motto. <laughs> Says the man with the cat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the good news for everyone listening is that this hasn't turned into an animal podcast. Uh, It's still about um, IMGs working in NHS. Mm. And we are going to run through uh, the NHS pay scales. Um, So that's the old pay scale, the new pay scale, and what the differences are for... um, salaries that have got uh, banding and what different PAs are so obviously we get lots and lots of questions uh, about this very very regularly not just from the doctors who are working with us um, but from people generally who want to know if they've Mm -hmm. been offered the right kind of uh, money for the job uh, and whether or not they'll have enough money to survive in the UK so So
1: to try and make it really simple um, because it is quite complex and uh, I can imagine for somebody that's not used to the, the NHS system looking at various pay scales and all these kinds of things, banding, non-banding, new contract, old contract.
0: London weight in. It's
1: a whole myriad of things yeah. taken into consideration. But I think the easiest way to kind of explain it is that the job title of the role will determine, in most cases, um, what type of pay scale that you will be given. Um, so, so the salary scale you'll be placed on will range depending on if you're a foundation doctor or equivalent, an ST1, an ST2, an SHO or equivalent, senior registrar or equivalent, specialty doctor, specialty trainee or consultant.
0: Yeah, and that that is really important because the salary scale that your role attracts is determined by, as Ryan said, that title mm-hmm. that's in your offer letter.
1: Yeah, and just to kind of I'll give you a real quick example of this, uh, so I know that some doctors might have the exact same skills, qualifications, experience as the friends, but they've been offered an ST3 position with banding, but the friends have been offered a specialty doctor post. And, what, uh, and the biggest difference in there is gonna be the base salary, because the base salary for a specialty doctor is gonna be a lot higher than for the ST3. Yeah. So, we've got that right, that it depends on the job title, how you will be paid. Yeah.
0: And I feel like we're making a big deal out of this, but it's really important that you understand that. Um, The pay scale that the hospitals use is published online. Mm. So, I mean, if we are speaking to somebody or if anyone wants our advice, what we will tend to do is exactly the same thing that an HR Mm. department will do, which is look at the CV, work out your years of experience that are are relevant to your job. And that's another really important part. Because if you are, say you've been working in medicine for 15 years and seven years of that was as a respiratory doctor mm. and then you switch to go into emergency medicine and you get an emergency medicine job, the respiratory years will not count towards your salary. Mm. It will be specialty specific. Yeah.
1: Um, those are the ones that will be counted. And, and equally, um, if you are offered a position that's been advertised, for example, ST3+, plus, um, the NHS Trust or HR department can't just mix and match what salary scale or banding system or um, if it's on a PA basis it's not they're not interchangeable mm. it is what it is uh, Ron Seal <laughs> does what it says in the tin <laughs>
0: um, so if you have any questions following this and we're going to get stuck into to know the different kinds of salary ranges then get in touch with us uh, I know people already contact us very regularly to ask these questions but let us know and we can look at you Stevie, and give you an idea of what you should expect based on a different Hmm. job title. Um, But we will always give honest answers. There are some hospitals out there who um, have a bit of a looser interpretation of the salary scales, who are a bit more willing to bend it. Um, But generally speaking, the, the idea is that every NHS trust should offer you the same or similar salary. Um obviously and the only variation should be based on the rotor or the hours that you work. Um and that means that they're not you know, you wouldn't find one trust outbidding another trust uh for, for somebody's services. Um that said, I did allude to the fact that there are some trusts that are a bit more um mm. Lenient in the way that they interpret the scale and that's where you can get some uh, some differences. The biggest thing that you want to look at if you are looking for, for changes in your offers are the relocation packages but we're not going to do that in this podcast. We've been over that uh, I think um, 100 or 200 times previously mm-hmm. um, in other podcasts and blogs and blogs so we'll, we'll maybe leave that for uh, going over again another time. Mm-hmm. So... Bottom of, the, bottom of the scale, I want to say bottom of the scale, there's lots of different scales, but if you're coming in as a junior doctor, say so you're an FY2 SHO, uh, your basic salary is going to look something around £32,000. Uh, and it will increase uh, based on the number of unsocial hours you work. So so your base salary, around that £32,000 mark, and it, it's worth pointing out, this is before taxes and deductions, um, will increase depending on the hours that you work. So any unsocial hours that you work, which is anything after 6 p.m. or before 8 a.m. or over weekends, um, you get an additional compensation for. And in the junior doctor contracts, um, which are used most frequently, and these are the the old scales, you would use something called uh, banding. And they're still regularly used. So the most frequent types of banding you get are uh, 1A banding and 1B banding. So a 1A banding is at uh, 50% of your base salary and a 1B banding is at 40% of your salary. So say you were offered that £32,000 with a 1A banding on top, your overall salary will actually be, and this is putting myself in the spot with some quick maths, £48,000. Because the the 1A banding of 50% means that you will get an additional 50% of your basic salary on top of that amount. So 32,000 divided by 2 and then added on to the 32,000 again 48,000 pounds. I've not made that sound easy, have I? No.
1: <laughs> How
0: can I re-explain that?
1: <laughs> I don't think you can.
0: Um it's a really it's a um, it's a real arbitrary thing, isn't it? It um, is.
1: And, and I think the, the main difference is between 1A and 1B is the number of hours. Yeah. I think 1A is roughly 52, 52 hours a week-ish 1B f- on is 48 yeah ish. Something, like something like that yeah um, so the next <laughs> different type of salary I guess is uh, or job title special doctor now special doctor will tend to be given to those really senior doctors kind of just below that like a consultant level with lots of years of experience within the, the specialist um, subject or interest um, so the special doctor scale starts at forty thousand uh 40, r- roughly forty thousand pounds uh, and that increases with experience up to the top end which is seventy four thousand six hundred roughly um so the difference between special doctor and as tom mentioned about the the banding system earlier is that it's actually worked out, your overall salary is worked out on what's called a PA basis, so programmed activities. Uh, So 40 hours per week is the equivalent to um, 10 PAs. Each programmed activity is equivalent to four hours. Uh, So what you will tend to find with Special Doctor, instead of the banding system, your, your basic salary will be the equivalent to 40 hours per week and any additional PAs will be added on top. So, um, usually for a specialty doctor role, it will be equivalent of 12 PAs per week, which is equivalent to 48 hours. Um, you divide your base salary by the number of PAs, um, divide it by 10, times it by the number of PAs, and that will get you to your overall annual salary.
0: Yeah. so that's so,
1: pretty that straightforward? No, this is like another one.
0: So, quick, quick maths would be, if you've got a basic salary of £50,000, which is based on a 10 PA contract... Yeah. But you've been offered 12 PAs, you would divide the 50 by 10, because that's the number of PAs that you've got, so you work out what each individual PA is worth, so mm-hmm. £5,000, and then you would add £50,000 to the two additional PAs at £5,000 each, so your actual OTE, or, or on-target earnings, is £60,000. Correct it's not easy is it
1: no it's not
0: again that's why it probably helps to have an agent who can explain to you mm-hmm. what scale you're on what the average hours are going to be and why it's different from other people you know and, and ultimately whether or not it's a good deal or a bad deal because we'll, we'll always be honest yeah. with people
1: absolutely um, next one on in terms of job titles speciality training so we might see ST3 ST1 ST2 yeah um, so again, very similar to Tom explained, but FY two or, or I or SHO equivalent, your base salary will start at the lowest point thirty seven thousand nine hundred and thirty five and it will progress with years of experience to forty eight thousand and seventy five pounds. But again, with this uh, the st three or, or sorry, the special, special trainee scale, um that is usually will attract banding. Mm-hmm. Um, which Tom explained it could be one A or one B, or if it's on the new contract, um, that means that the basically it's calculated on the basis of your exact rotor for any given three month period. Yeah. So um, your HR contact will put your exact rotor into. Some modelling system, probably an Excel spreadsheet, I'd have thought so. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it will pop out the exact amount you would be paid. Um, so, with the special trainee scales, it's either going to be the base salary plus the banding, or under the new contract, the kind of predetermined rotor-based pay. Yeah.
0: And generally speaking, the base salaries there are about thirty-seven to forty-eight thousand pounds. Yeah, and I would say at this point as well, before we get into the consultant level stuff, that when you see that that salary scale, don't just think automatically you'll get put onto the top number. Mm-hmm. I mean, even on the specialty doctor scale, which is you know aside from the associate specialists, which we won't get into in this podcast, is is as high as you can go before you you know in terms of a pay scale before you hit the consultant pay scale. Mm-hmm. But you need twenty years to be at the top end. Twenty years of experience in your field—that is—to be towards the top end of the scale. Mm. Uh, so you should expect that your base salary isn't going to be on that upper seventy-four and a half thousand pounds level. It will be, it will be less than that in all, in all likelihood. But the way that you can can make additional money is by, if you're not offered it, asking for additional PAs. Uh, and then there's always the option to take on bank work, which is where you do. Internal additional shifts for the mm-hmm. for the hospital that you work for, or if you have the time, which I think is unlikely given most of these rotas, you can go and do agency locums. Uh, Again, if you're brand new
1: to the NHS, I, I certainly would recommend doing agency locums. Yeah, um, I mean, go, give yourself sometimes get used to the system. Uh, protect protect your GMC license at all times.
0: Yeah, I think if you if you're going to do an agency mm-hmm. locum. You should know that you're gonna get parachuted into the department and expect to just get on with it. Mm. Um and I know that from loads of the doctors that I speak to, they are very conscious that they don't want to be thrown in at the deep end, they want yes. the support and your your trust that is employing you, the people who are sponsoring your visa, they will give you that as part of your fixed
1: term or permanent job, but you won't get that support elsewhere. Correct. Okay, so uh final job title, I guess, consultants. Um, Consultants are actually fairly easy to work out, um, probably the least problematic because there is only one job title for consultants in yeah. the NHS and one pay scale, which is really nice. Um, so, the consultant's salary pay scale starts at £77,913 and can increase up to the top end, which is 107668 in terms of basic pay. Um, contract hours for consultants usually 40 hours 40 per week, speak, yeah. but depending on the specialism, uh, the on-call can vary quite significantly. So for dermatology, which I know is um, um, it's, it's a specialism, particularly for, um, for busy um, female doctors that maybe want to start a family, it's quite nice because it tends to be 40 hours per week with no on-calls. Conversely, if you think about things like microbiology, where you might be only one of three consultants in uh, a microbiology department in the UK, uh, it can be quite quite high on calls so 1 in 3 is not atypical for a consultant microbiologist yeah,
0: yeah correct um, and again just that £107,000 I would get that free from your mind because again mm. it, it, the number of people that we speak to who assume that they will be at the top of the scale or that they they look at that salary range and they think that the hospital has a choice, that they just decide where they want to put them on that scale. And it's not that way at all. It's done purely on your assessed years of experience in your field. And I mentioned in another podcast about incremental credit forms, before you get an offer letter, the trust will work out what your experience is and that'll be usually someone in the department and somebody from medical staffing, more often than not, it's medical staffing or HR. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will make a, a an assessment of your CV and your background uh, and decide where in that salary scale you should go. Um, yeah. But, I mean, even on those numbers, the average salary in the UK is, I think, £24,000 a mm-hmm. year. So at, at all points of this anybody who comes in as a doctor is making above the national average wage in the UK and once you're into the, the realms with banding of uh, or additional PAs of £60,000 or more you're looking at two, three, four times the, the yeah. national average so you will be you know, comfortable living in the UK and you will be able to afford to mm-hmm. have a roof over your head and still enjoy your, your life
1: yeah and I know it's quite contentious where obviously if DOT's coming from the Gulf region for example well uh, obviously not used to paying tax. Mm. Unfortunately, tax is something that has to be paid in the UK. It's actually what... uh, It's actually tax in the UK that funds the NHS, which is obviously the jobs that you're going for. Um, So, yeah, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about tax.
0: Um, There's a famous line here that tax doesn't have to be taxing, but... The reality is that it does. Yeah, <laughs> that it is. Um, so just be prepared for that. I presume many will move into the UK is not mm. doing it for the fantastic sunshine and high salaries.
1: No. But remember, tax does pay for all the other things like free healthcare, free yeah. education, all yeah. the rest of it.
0: Yeah, very, very important. Um, so yeah, so that's our that's our synopsis of the the pay scales i mean obviously there are there's a lot more finesse to this than what we've just um gone through uh, in this podcast but very broadly speaking uh again the key points to take home are your salary that's offered to you will depend on the years of experience that you have within your particular specialty or particular field it's also impacted on the rota that you'll be working uh one thing that we haven't mentioned that is worth pointing out is that when you arrive in the UK it's very likely that you'll be doing a supernumerary rotor so you will just be uh, you're under some heavy supervision and getting used to the system and how the patient pathways work and how to refer to different specialists and etc uh, and etc cetera, et cetera. Uh, so when you arrive, that initial number that's being quoted to you with the banding uh, or PAs may not be applicable because you'll be working a reduced rota but as soon as you are happy and comfortable and you're working the rota that uh, was offered to you um, properly, so mm-hmm. if you're doing tier 2 uh, on calls or whatever
1: then that's when your your full salary kicks in. Perfect, that's good well, I think we've uh, covered that off so far, <laughs> so far like, so
0: good you feel like we've done it to death
1: yeah, but again, it's it's one of those it's questions. That, it is a topic that comes up time and time again. It's always good to kind of go through it, refresh. Um, as Tom mentioned, it's I mean a very simplified, watered down version. But that's the, the kind of headlines for you. Um, if you need any more information about, or if you want some more guidance, uh, then of course just email in, get in contact with us at com and. We're more than happy to look at individual cases um, and and give you more exact figures. I guess.
0: Yeah. Remember, you you don't have to be working with us necessarily for us to give you advice. We're happy to to try and chip in and help anyone that anyone that we can. So, Good. so yeah, that's your that's your fill. Hopefully, you all know what to expect. If you search NHS pay scales online, there will be a PDF document uh, which you can work out and look mm. at yourself. You can look at all the different figures and try and work out where you are if you don't want to speak to us but I don't know why anyone wouldn't because we're really really nice people mostly sometimes <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> um, so that brings us to the end of episode 4 uh, John is next week for episode 5 which is quite a nice topic actually Tom to end the series on mm. advice for junior doctors ways to strengthen your application I think that's really prevalent at the moment or important because as we've seen um, because of the C word um, corruption no uh, correspondence no uh, we could be here all day doing that but uh, the <laughs> Covid <laughs> is it, yeah correct Covid, okay. COVID bingo um, so uh we've seen because of delays in doctors starting not being able to get to the UK that there has been influx of applications over yeah. the last few months so it is really important for junior doctors to stand out with their application um, so yeah, we'll, we'll give you some tips and advice about how you can do that.
0: All right, so I'll see you next week. See you next week, <laughs> Ryan. What you don't know is that um, we've just had to do that twice because I because I can't say the word week properly. No, um, no. you can't. No. See you next week.
1: <laughs> see you all next week. Bye bye.